Do you know who is Cordell Brown? You heard about him? Cordell Brown? Neither me. Until other day, I heard about him in a book called The Power Within You, written by Pat Williams of Philadelphia. So he appears in that story. So Cordell Brown, according to Pat Williams, is a cerebral, cerebral palsy uh, patient or victim. We can call him anything. So there is a little portion where Cordell Brown talks about himself. He says, you know, he can't really talk to people the way that we all can talk, walk the way that we can walk, even eat. He says when people see him walking towards them, they try to ignore him or move away from him because he doesn't want to talk to somebody looking like that, you know, sad. Sometimes I have come across, people don't want to talk to me when I talk to them. Or when you see somebody walking towards me and, uh, and uh, I have seen some people looking in the sky for a, ah, there's enough clouds there, or looking at the trees for squirrels, you know. I also do the same, you know, some, so I'm guilty of doing the same. Like other day, here Friday evening, this road was closed and they, the city opened up the uh, eateries to have a dining facility outside. So. I was strolling through hundreds of people, it's quite nice. So there was a guy, it's the third time happening to me, third time, he waved at me. You know, you can't figure out who it is wearing the mask. So I also waved at him and he did the same again. And I responded with much enthusiasm, only realized he was waving at somebody behind me. You know, you find stupid. So. Let's come back to the story here. So one day, people found Cordell Brown walking through in the clubhouse of Philadelphia Phillies. He's one of the baseball, um, is it baseball? Yeah, uh, famous team and there's a clubhouse. So people wondering what is he doing here in the clubhouse? Is he going to play or is he going to watch the game? In fact, he was invited by the management to come and talk to the players before they went out to play. A pre-game chapel service or church service, you know. So, and this happened in 1980s where we have uh, famous players like Steve Carlton and uh, Mike Smith playing for the Philadelphia Phillies, famous superstars of those days. And uh, in fact, what he did was, as he addressed the players before the pregame, he made them feel at home and at ease. And he said, I know, I know I'm different. I don't look like you. And he took the Bible and he opened it up and he read from 1 Corinthians chapter 15, verse 10. It read like this, but by God's grace, I am what I am. And he continued to speak to them for 20 minutes. 
And uh, as what he said was, he talked to them about how good God is to him, how blessed he is despite all his deformity and uh, sickness and the way that he looks and his situation. God has blessed him tremendously. And uh, he said, I'm far from you all, you all good-looking people, healthy, you know, well-built. I'm not like you, but I'm so, so happy that God created me. And uh, he concluded his talk by saying, listen to me. This is quite interesting. He said, you may hit 350 for a lifetime and be paid a $10 million a year. But when the day comes, that day, when the day comes that they close the lid on that box, you won't be any different than I am. That one time, we will be same. I don't need what you have in life, but one thing for sure, you need what I have, and that is Jesus Christ. I like this story for two reasons. Number one reason is the story of uh, Coral Brown invites you to the basics, to find out, to come, get from our skies, to come on earth. And also, it helps us to find out our priorities in our life and asking us if Jesus Christ is the number one priority in our life. It speaks about today's gospel reading. That is the second thing. It speaks about all the three scripture readings that we heard. And all three readings talk about the need to prepare the way for the coming of the Lord. It tells us if our lives are not what it should be, do something about it. If you think your life is not the way supposed to be, change it. What should we do if we find that our lives are not being lived as they should be? Jesus, we find that Jesus does not occupy first place in our lives, or we find ourselves not prepared for death or second coming of Jesus, whatever it may be, first. The answer is what John the Baptist told today in the gospel, we should repent, seek his kingdom for our sins. Repent and seek his kingdom and seek his forgiveness for our sins. Repent and seek his forgiveness for our sins. This is what Advent is all about. Advent is a time to take inventory of our lives and what all necessary changes need to make. And this brings back to us this remarkable story of Cordell Brown and what he told all the healthy, good-looking superstars of those days. I'm going to repeat again what he told them. He said, you may hit 350 for a lifetime and be paid $10 million a year, 
But when the day comes that they close the lid on that box, you won't be any different than I am. That one time when we will be the same. I don't need what you have in life, but one thing is for sure, you need what I have, and that is Jesus Christ. I would like to conclude my sermon by reciting a poem, a beautiful poem that talks about the quality of life and importance in the end. Talking about concluding, a bishop asked a young boy who comes to church, said, tell me the difference between your pastor's sermon and uh, associate pastor's sermon. And the boy said, both of the sermons are like uh, flying a plane and landing it. The pastor always say, I'm going to conclude. Then he lands, touch the runway, goes up again. Takes 10 rounds before he finally lands, you know. But the associate priest, he says he lands and he lands. So let me do that, you know, let me land. The poem is very important. When I was a child, I laughed and wept, then time crept. When I was a youth, I became more bold, then I strolled. When I grew up, I became a man, then time ran. Finally, into ripe old age, I grew. The then time flew. Soon I will be passing on, then time will be gone. Oh Jesus, when death comes, nothing will matter but you. Amen.